0: Welcome to the next edition of Morgan You Asked For podcast. And again, I'm joined by Trevor Voss. This episode, we are going to review and recap the U.S. Open that was played at Wingfoot in New York uh, last weekend. Bryson DeChambeau, kind of, a, again, it's, it's one of my phrases, kind of a different cat, uh, just does things differently, thinks about things differently than most golfers. Uh, but he pulled out, you know, a super dominating performance, especially there on Sunday. Uh, really, all weekend uh, played under par uh, when most everybody else did not.
1: Yeah, Bryson, uh, everything he's been working at paid off this week. Uh, he had a really good PGA Championship, and then he followed up here with victory by six shots over Matthew Wolf. And again, there's there's been a lot of experts or former players questioning what he's doing beefing up, uh, trying to swing for the fences, so to speak. Uh, you know, a lot of older players saying, now you got to play for fairways and greens, fairways greens. And I think we're getting to the point now in sports where you have to stop saying, no, you have to do it this way. I agree. But whether it's football with Lamar Jackson, who I was wrong on, he's looked amazing, because players are getting hit less in the NFL, or not as hard or as often. Uh the NBA, where the three-point shot has become really popular last, I don't know, five years, give or take, whatever it is, um, and now in golf, where a, a player like Bryson is just overpowering a course. So I, I think the days of just saying, "Well, you can't do it this way, you can't do it that way," are, are kind of coming to an end. And the younger generation is pushing the envelope any way they can, they're more creative. Uh, they're they're putting more time, whether it's in the gym. And those type
0: of things, but uh, there, there's more than one way to win a tournament, win a game, or win a match, anything like that. Yeah, he just he plays a different course than everybody else, and he just you know, even had a four or five shot lead towards the end, he's still hitting driver. You know, when you know, 10 years ago, you have that big a lead in the U.S. Open, you're taking your iron out there and praying that you don't hit it in the rough, right? Yeah, uh, back in the day, uh, what was it? That you probably know
1: what year was it where Mickelson lost the lead there for the U.S. Open. I think it was 2006. He hit it and made a double bogey, lost the tournament. Right. Uh, and, and back then, you know, I, I don't know what he would have hit off the tee, but a four iron or a three iron, and, and who knows how far that would have went back then. You yeah, know, he could have hit three. a seven
0: iron and made par and won the tournament.
1: <laughs> right, right. So, I mean – uh but but these young players nowadays they have no fear and uh, they don't care if the rip or if the rough
0: is six seven eight inches thick they're just gonna swing through it right and and it's there's several factors to this I believe number one when you hit it that far you're not hitting a six iron out of the rough you're hitting a wedge or a nine iron so obviously you can get through it and it's just not as long a shot right but easier to do just because you hit it farther. You know, these courses are getting longer, but they're not much longer that, you know, when you hit it 328 yards in the air, you know, and it rolls even into the rough, now it's 340. You know, say it rolls through the fairway, but lands in the rough. Um, And then I think one thing, you know, just in general, I think the courses are not having the rough as rough as they used to be. I I think that is something to do with it. And then – the, the clubs are different. The athleticism of the players is different. And then, you know, one thing I heard on Sunday that I hadn't really ever thought of, the swings of the players are different. So many more players are so much steeper now than they used to be. So going through rough isn't as big a deal if you're just trying to sweep it. But if your natural swing is steep, you can get right through that. So I really think it's a combination of all those factors And then Bryson DeChambeau just, you know, whenever he had that idea, and then obviously, you know, in the offseason and everything, he gained 45 pounds um, and just decided this is how I'm going to do it. He has the same length of clubs, every club. He putts unconventionally. I think that's a really underrated thing. He's like a top 10 golf uh, putter Mm -hmm. in the rankings. Uh, So it doesn't matter how far you hit it. It doesn't you have to hit good irons and then you have to make putts, you know, and he did all those and has done all those for most of the year. Yeah. Everything you said there uh, factors in, Uh, look at Bryson
1: and and Matthew Wolf, the the two weirdest swings on tour probably right now. Uh, Bryson looks as stiff as you could be. His arms are like perfectly straight stiff, however you want to word it. Um, You know, if you were lining up, uh, you know, if you went out to Edmondson Golf Course and you saw someone doing that, you'd be like, oh, this guy's never played the game before. Or this guy's going to have a terrible shot. And then there's Bryson pulling it off. And then you look at Matthew Wolf, where he does a little uh, hitch or whatever you want to call it. Call it whatever you want.
0: I don't even know what you call it, but yeah. Uh,
1: I, I saw a video where Dustin Johnson and Jason Day and some other pros tried to do it. And they were shanking the balls left and right. And, Absolutely.
0: Uh, and and again, he... Again, it comes back. Yeah, it does but, And he hits the ball a mile, too, and he can't even compare to Bryson. I mean, he hits it farther. I saw something where his three-wood goes like 320, you know. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, these young guys are just hitting it a mile. And uh, so I
1: I think Bryson's kind of setting the stage where I'm not saying that a lot of guys are going to try to beef up like him necessarily. But I I think we can go back 15, 20 years to when Tiger came on tour. It, was, it started to get more about being in the gym and getting athletic, getting stronger, whether it's your core muscles, uh, your legs, whatever, your arms, your forearms, whatever it might be. And again, I'm not saying that everyone's going to try to beef up like Bryson, but I think we're going to see more players getting, well, and the younger players are pretty fit on tour now. I think. So, but we're going to see more guys maybe try to add on three, five pounds of muscle try to add 10 yards to their drive, that's going to become a popular thing, I think. And uh, that being said, still, there's going to be plenty of tournaments that guys win where they're hitting fairways and hitting greens,
0: ball, and maybe they don't drive it as long.
1: And there's
0: we're going be... to see that in the top 10 here. We're going to go over the top 10 in just a minute. We're going to see guys that, that don't hit it a mile and play the U.S. Right. Open as they're supposed to play it. As, yep. As they're supposed to play, still play.
1: I don't think that'll ever go away. Uh, fairways, greens, button well, chipping well, there's, there's always going to be uh, room for that to win a tournament.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, and another thing that I heard or whatever, and I, I know high school golfers are big into this, but the only stat that really matters that people look at now is swing speed. They can figure everything else out, but if you can swing the, the club, then they can make you a golfer. You know? Yeah. I think we're
1: getting this a little bit about, uh, Uh, the technology of of clubs. Young people want to hit the ball a long ways. They want to hit far. It attracts them to the game, um, which is good for the game because we need, we need more young people playing golf. Uh, And uh, I don't know if you watched yesterday that Tiger Woods' event.
0: I I just saw saw the highlights. I didn't watch the actual event, but
1: really good, really good course uh, south of Branson and the fairways were really wide. And the announcers were talking that, uh, they're kind of giving Tiger a hard time because Tiger has been known to spray his driver a little bit, but then, then they also talked about how it's uh, it's set up for the, the type of golfers that can only play once a week, Get out know, and, but it's, it's fun for them. They can go out there, they can hit their brand new $500 driver and they can still hit a fairway and have a good time. Yeah. So I, the golf's kind of leaning toward that they, The young people want to hit a long ways and the, the guy that only gets to play once a week wants to hit fairways and enjoy his round. So I know we're going to get technology on the clubs here in a little
0: bit. Yep. All right. So let's just kind of go through the rest of the top 10. We, we hit on this. Uh, Matthew Wolf got second, had the two shot lead going in, struggled out of the gate and just, and, and I don't know how much so much that he played bad it's on Saturday. He played very similar, but just played out of his mind with his irons and got some good breaks and you know, he was spraying his driver on Saturday just as much. But on Sunday, you know, the golf gods or whatever you want to call them kind of came back and, and got him got him that he that they didn't get on Saturday.
1: Yeah, he shot uh even on Sunday, his final round. Uh only to Bryson DeChambeau who shot uh or excuse me, I don't know if that's uh the Sunday round I'm looking at it wrong. Actually he shot five over, excuse me. Yeah, he over. shot a 75, I think. Right. Um but that's not so surprising. This is, I believe, is only his second major that he's ever played in. Uh, he's 21. I know that. So right, he finished tied for fourth of the PGA Championship, and then this last week he was the leader going into Sunday of the U.S. Open, and it's not so surprising that you know he lost the lead. I, you have to get, you have to be in that uh, position a few times, I think, as far as those pros go to experience it and. I think he'll get a major win. To be that young and to be right there, it's pretty
0: impressive. Yeah. All right. Now going to third, uh, Louis Oosthuizen. A Little sad that he Louis. didn't get second. Uh, he's got second. He's at. He's got the career grand, grand slam of seconds, and he did that song and stuff. It was kind of, kind of, yeah, you know, funny and stuff. But he's made one heck of a career. One major, you know, at the Open. Uh, but he he contends more, you know. On a week-to-week basis, he doesn't contend every week. But when it comes to majors, you know, he's he gets a lot of top tens.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting older. Uh, he's probably got two or three good years left of competing in majors. But that, that's a guy that uh, I think a lot of players like to play with. They have a lot of respect for him. Um, it's, it's a little surprising to see him finish third. But I guess if you look at his track record, it's not. Right. He's one of those players that no that people
0: don't really think about but he's there a lot underrated I player agree. I would agree on fourth was Harris English kind of the maybe uh, there's one other guy on here but you know maybe the second biggest unknown uh, on the top 10 uh, leaderboard but he's had a good career um, he's just kind of, he's a guy that plays a lot and just kind of you know wins money here and there but you know maybe not a top 15 20 player.
1: Yeah, Harris was a uh, a big underdog pick for a lot of a lot of betters out there. I think he was seventy to eighty to one on a lot of sites, and there was a lot of guys taking him to win. Uh, and you almost wonder if he could have. He he had a lost ball on one there on eight or on number one, on the 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 first hole, of the final round, <laughs> uh, trying to get that out. Uh, there on Sunday, which was unfortunate. And again, that goes back to like not having fans out there on the course. You don't have these hundreds of people that can either see a ball land or they get hit by it. You only have 10 or 20 spotters out there and unfortunately they weren't able to find his ball. And he battled back from that, though.
0: it though. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And then number five, uh, Xander Shoffley, another guy, young guy. But he seems to always be there in majors. He's going to get his win. Um, again, not a surprise. Top five finish for Xander. No. Uh, I think
1: this is his fourth U.S. Open now. And he's never finished worse than tied for six.
0: That's so a he's good a guy. driver really, right Trevor. Yeah. He doesn't shy
1: away from it. Uh, I think he's going to be a major winner here within the next couple of years. Uh, in fact, I think he's going to win the Masters, to be honest. Uh, he played really well there last year. I think he got second or third or tied for it. Uh, he, he plays really well in the big tournaments. Um, so, yeah, I, I
0: definitely think that's a guy that's going to get a major here within the next couple, two to three years. I agree. And then sixth, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson. You know, I'm not surprised at that. You knew he was going to play good golf. I actually would have been very surprised if he won the tournament. Uh, just he's played such good golf the last month or so. Um you know again, not surprised top ten, but probably about right where I thought he would contend, but he never was really in the tournament to win it. He just good solid top ten finish yeah he was he was never a factor to win it, but it's just weird
1: because it seems like so many of these major tournaments year after year, there's d j at six or four or at seven or, and just as you get talked about, I didn't even realize he finished tied
0: for six, yeah. But he, he, just, he never had a horrible round. He never had a really good round, but he just never had a horrible round either. Always oh, right around par and just right there he's, you know, just showing again. Right now he's the best golfer in the world. Right. He has to be one of the most consistent golfers when it comes
1: to majors and one of the most quietest. Uh, again, he, he finished tied for six and you probably only saw a few shots of his on Sunday. Right. It just He's that type of guy that yeah, it's surprising. I mean, it's surprising and it's not surprising. But, yeah, it's, he's always there.
0: All right. And then the other guy that tied with him, I honestly don't even know this guy. I couldn't have told you he finished sixth. Oh, Me neither. No, <laughs> I don't even know. Will Z, we're going to call him, uh, tied for sixth. Will Z. Obviously, I don't know anything about this guy. I couldn't even told you he was in the tournament. I don't know if he's American or not. Do you know, Trevor? Well, I
1: uh... – I just clicked on his name because yeah, I don't know much about him. Looks like uh, he's he's American. He's tied for 76 in the world rankings. What? He's but better than he must that be. A, he must be a player that uh, is really hitting the stride right now. That obviously not many people know about because not that we know everybody, but we watch a lot
0: of golf and we know most of the names. Yeah, I don't think they showed a single shot of his on Sunday. <laughs> I yeah, I'd be surprised if they did. Well, they probably did. We just didn't. Yeah. All right. And then, and then we got a five-way tie for eighth. Um, And these are all just kind of your household names. Tony Finau, another top 10 in a major. It's getting to be routine. He's going to win one soon, I believe. Uh, Justin Thomas, you know, a great start and kind of fizzled out there. But again, one of the best players in the world, Um, you know, Webb Simpson, you know, again, has had a great uh, year. Not a surprise, a former U.S. Open winner. Uh, kind of Maybe the surprise of the top ten, Zach Johnson, Iowa's very own. Uh, and like we talked about earlier, there's different ways to skin a cat. He is not a power guy. He's a fairway, greens, make a putt. He made one heck of a putt, probably one of the craziest putts you've ever seen made. And he did it at a U.S. Open. Um, and then the other one was uh, Roy McIlroy, again, top five player in the world. So that's kind of your who's who in the top, you know, top ten you know, really besides Harris English and then the Will Z guy, um, all those other guys are, are, you know, major winners or, you know, one of the best to not win a major. Yeah. Uh, those
1: guys that finished six over,
0: uh, Finau, Rory
1: Simpson, JT, uh, and Zach Johnson, which was obviously surprising given his age and his, uh, his driving distance, he doesn't hit the ball very far, but, uh, I agree with you. I think Tony Finau is going to win a major here at some point. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to him and Xander at the Masters this year.
0: Uh, Rory needs a Masters for the career Grand Slam. I, I think he will be a factor this year. Definitely, I think, yeah, I think it's a complete lead up. I don't think he really cares about much else. He wants to get that Masters to complete. Yeah, this I, slam. I think enough years have gone by from his meltdown there. Oh. Was it 2011
1: maybe, or I I can't even think of the year now. I don't know. When he hit
0: out of bounds on 10 and, I mean, shot the worst back nine of a professional golfer's career. Right. Uh,
1: And then it's funny, uh, JT, obviously, you know, he's going to be a mix, or you think he will be. Definitely one of the favorites, as he should. Um, Kind of looking forward to the Masters. I don't know if you want to talk about some of the favorites coming up this fall, but I I wrote down a few if you want to get in that – uh, as
0: we end, yeah, yeah, we can do that here in a few minutes. Here, uh, let's just kind of make uh, you know two uh, the big names. Uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson didn't make the cut again. I don't think that's a surprise. Um, Phil is fifty now. Um, Tiger's age and that that course just you know I don't think that's the course that uh, Tiger Woods is going to compete on. No, um, I, I personally think Phil is is done. I don't think he's going to compete at another major. Um, I think he can win some tour events if he picks and chooses the right ones and everything, even though he's over over 50. Uh, but I think his time has passed in the majors. I think Tiger Woods will be able to compete at the Masters every year. I, I think he's, you know, top 10, maybe compete for a couple more years. Uh, but just because that course he knows so well, it does fit him. I don't, you know, and that's that's a course that with age, still a lot of guys, you know, Jack Nicholas won at an advanced stage. You know, Freddie Couples competes, has competed, you know, very well over, uh, you know, many years. Uh, But overall, I think their their time has passed for majors, except for Tiger and the Masters.
1: Here's what I would say. I I agree with you on the most part. Um, Tiger is always going to be there at the Masters, at least for the next, you know, five years or so. I I think Phil's got – the, the two tournaments that I would look at, as far as the majors go, I would say he's got a you know a two to three window at two to three year window at the Masters, and a two to three year window at the uh, the Open or the British Open, whatever people want to call it. And the only reason is because it's the same for Tiger. Uh, you don't have to necessarily hit driver at the, the British Open if it's at St Andrews so to speak. No. You can hit high woods irons off the tee. Uh, you can spray them a little bit and they'll roll forever. So I think the older guys can compete at those tournaments. As far as PGA Championship and U.S. Open, I think those two tournaments are about out for both those guys. The, the Masters will always be there because it's, it sets up for a lefty or a righty that draws the ball. Yeah. And both those guys have they, – they know that course better than anybody. So I, I think they have a couple, two or three good years left at the Masters
0: at least i agree. Uh, tell more than Phil, obviously, because he's younger. But. Yep. All right. Now, just kind of getting into uh, driving distance is here to stay. I mean, I don't think they're going to – they may dial some stuff back, but it's always going to be a huge factor. And then, you know, and one thing I heard some people talk about is why even put driving accuracy as a stat because nobody really cares. They don't even, I mean, when you hit it 350 yards, they don't care where it goes. Um, and you would think the U.S. Open would matter if you hit the fairway, and for some reason this one didn't. You know, I think over the course of the history, Wingfoot was, is one of the hardest courses in America, one of the hardest U.S. Open setups of all time. You know, they're in Shinnecock Hills where it's just, and I don't know if it was the weather, but I heard some people complaining that the greens were soft and receptive. Um, I think the setup had something to do with, with the win of Bryson DeChambeau, um, because, you know, over the history of the U.S. Open, you hit it out of the rough and you hit the green, you can't get it to stop. And he was able to get it to stop, and whether that's the right. technology, whether that's just him. And it wasn't just him. It was the whole field in general, you know. But I think there is something to be said that for some reason they didn't push the course to the limits that they usually do at the U.S. Open. And that's why you had a, I believe he won at six under.
1: Yeah. Whatever it was, whatever I'm pulling up right now, uh, three under total. Okay. Uh, six under. Or excuse me, round four was three under, total was six under, so you're right. correct. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It, uh, the USGA has been criticized a few years ago for the courses being too tough. Right. And then, so now they're thinking, okay, we're going to Wingfoot, arguably the top five, toughest courses in the world. Uh, up there, like Oakmont and Carnoustie and some others. Uh, so maybe they thought the first day, we'll, we'll let some players score a little bit. Uh, the weather's supposed to be good. The greens are, are soft. And then the rest of the week, just let it let it dry up, let it firm up, let the rough grow and see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, it's – Moving forward, I, and I know you want to talk about this, how much can you change courses that – the old courses that are in the circuit for the tour that they play every year that they play every few years? You can change some tee boxes. Maybe you can change some holes around. But the
0: courses are basically set up how they're set up. I, I think I heard or, or saw that even in this course, they went to a guy's backyard to tee off. They, they got permission – that they really weren't even on the course on one or two of the holes there. Um, okay. So that I mean, would make sense. Yeah. They're getting it as long as they can. They just don't have any more room. Like you said, especially on these older courses. And so I, I don't know what you do to – you can't grow trees that aren't there. Um, yeah, just I, the technology in the golf club and the golf ball has changed so much that – It's taken a lot of players out of the game, unfortunately. It has. It
1: it definitely has. It's it's changing the game. But, again, I guess you talk about a guy like Zach Johnson. He hung in there. Now, again, that might be a a rare occurrence. But, again, yeah, are are you going to revamp all these courses? Or what's probably going to happen is all these courses are going to have two, three, four tee boxes that they can move back. They're gonna have some holes where they can narrow the fairways, grow the rough, and I think that's what's gonna to have to happen. Uh, you know, I know you want to talk about uh, technology on the clubs. For the pros, I'm sure they can they can start setting some uh, some limits on on the clubs. But when it comes to the the younger generation or the weekend golfers or players like us, TaylorMade and Ping and Titleist or whoever. They want to sell distance and they want to sell fairways as they're, you know, the commercials say more distance or fairways. And for the, the weekend golfers, that's what they want. They want to, they want to spend money on a big expensive
0: club that looks nice. They want, they want to hit the same drive. We want to hit the same driver that yeah. Tiger woods and Dustin Johnson are hitting.
1: Yeah. And they want to hit like Bryson DeChambeau. They want to hit it, you know, whether they hit yards or whatever, but the, the point is, is they want to go out there, and bombing right so so you can't i don't think you can limit the clubs as far as the amateurs go or the the weekend golfers like ourselves on tour i suppose
0: you could i think it's going to come down more to just uh toughening up the golf courses now i did hear i listened to a, a podcast i can't i think maybe it was no layup or or something but they said you know everybody talks about distance and everything what if you went, instead of having it 7,500 yards, what if you went to 6,500 yards? Almost make it shorter. The opposite. Essentially take the driver out of those guys' hands, put the driver in. You A know, guy like Zach Johnson still does hit driver, but he's mm-hmm. accurate with it. That's okay. Make those guys hit three wood or long irons. And if you want precision golf, make it precision golf, but actually go the opposite way and make it shorter of a, like a 6,500-yard test, make the you know fairways narrow, make the rough tough. But, you know, does that bring in more players into play? Because, you know, just watching the last – you know, it Dustin Johnson winning, he hits it as far as anybody. Shambo wins a lot. I mean, those are probably the top two players on, on tour. Justin Thomas, for being – he's a little guy, and he hits the crap out of it. Roy McIlroy is a little guy, and he hits the crap out of it. Yeah, Uh, but just you know just a different way of thinking kind of like you said with course setup do you go the opposite and make it where your target off the tee is 260 yards instead of i I do
1: i like that idea
0: i think it's worth a worth
1: a try it's it's the opposite approach um and i think some courses will try to do it and they should why not what's the worst is going to happen. See, so, yeah, I mean, there's so many tournaments throughout the year that let's say two or three of these courses or these tournaments do that, and they shorten the course up, but they make it more about iron play, hybrid play, wedges, and let's see if those players that hit the mile can adjust their game to uh, the shorter players. I, I think it's worth trying. I mean, worst case scenario, the longer players still win, and well, here we are. It's worth a try. It's an interesting idea. I like that actually. I, yeah, uh, I hadn't really thought I heard that.
0: I, I I would like to give credit who it was, but I, I don't remember. I listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff, and but I heard that and I it just kind of clicked in my. I kind of like that idea. You know, if your target two hundred and sixty, a guy like Jack Johnson, three wood driver, a guy like Dustin Johnson, maybe it's a two iron or four iron. You know, um, right. And obviously that still gives Dustin Johnson the advantage because you should be able to hit the four iron more accurately, but it, it doesn't, you know, just take some, you know, you hit it. I think, you know, today somebody said that, that Bryson is going to take out a longer driver and he can hit it almost 400 yards with that kind of driver. That's, that's just me. Maybe it's old guy syndrome or whatever, but I don't think that's golf. Yes. It's fun to watch and it's interesting, but I'm watching those irons stick tight into the, you know, 180-yard shot to four feet is super awesome to watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Bryson and the long hitters, they're, they're taking advantage of what they can and as they should. Yeah, but he, you're right, though.
0: Well, Bryson is, should get every credit in the world. These are the rules he's playing with. Yep. He decided to do it this way. Some people made fun of him. Some people said he's crazy. They've said that since he started. He has, you know, he wears the the crazy hat. He, he's, a, you know, an engineer and does think just thinks differently than everybody else. And credit to him, it works for him, and he's being super successful. Yeah, no, he
1: he deserves all the credit. Um, yeah, no, I courses are going to have to start thinking differently about things if they can't lengthen the course, and if you can't change the equipment then maybe like you brought up, you shorten the course uh, and you make everything tighter. uh, You make the greens harder. You just make it tougher and you see who the real precision players are. And maybe that changes the outcome of the winners and maybe it doesn't.
0: It's not going to hurt anything for a year or two or three to try that out. Yeah. It just, you know, you just never know. And it's just interesting, but, Like you said, different ways of thinking. I know you talked about, you know, football quarterbacks are different now. Golf, it's just a different style of play. I think baseball kind of with the shift and everything, you know, know, that second baseman sitting in short left field or or right field, you know, he takes away a single that you grew up hitting a single all your life, and he's standing right there, catch the ball, and it's an out. You know, it's just a different way of thinking. Um, I don't always agree with that. I think that ball should be a hit you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do, but it's just a different way of thinking. Yeah. uh, Sports are changing. I mean, uh, you know, when we were growing
1: up, I mean, you didn't have YouTube and you didn't have all the internet access to see how different players or different teams did stuff. And now you can get online and, uh, people are just, they're they're coming up with new ways of doing things and there's good and bad to it. There's challenges, uh, Tournaments are going to be challenged to keep the
0: courses tough, to keep the scores reasonable. But all in all, I think it's good. Oh, absolutely. These guys are really, really good at golf, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about any, anything with the Masters coming up? Or... Yeah, go ahead. Do you kind of your, your favorites and the odds that you have uh, so far, and then we'll wrap it up. Well, I, the Masters, it's either six or seven weeks away, but the
1: Masters are going to be played in the, the fall. I think November 12th through the 16th. Yep. Uh, like how, how di-
0: First, you know, how different is the course going to play? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, I was going to bring this up. The Masters does a really
1: good job of hiding everything that they do. Uh, I don't even know if there's pictures out there. Uh, there is, but, I, you know, the Masters hides everything that they do. Like, that's, a, that's like one of the most elite clubs that anyone know, could ever be in. The Masters does not give away any information, pictures, videos, unless they approve of it. Uh, I did see some people lately online criticizing them, saying, why why in the world did you push the Masters back till the second week of November? Well, we had to remember back in March and April, May, whenever all this went down, they probably got together, their committee team, you know, whatever that means and whoever that is, they probably thought, okay, let's push this back to the furthest possible date possible and try to have a tournament because you have to think back in March and April, May, things were crazy. We didn't know if we were going to have a single sport the rest of the year. So the masters probably thought let's push this back as far as we can and fingers crossed, hope for the best. So I'm,
0: I'm interested. I'm, I'm excited to see what the course is going to look like in fall. Yeah. Cause you just got to think the magnolias and everything are not going to be blooming. Because, you know, like you said, the Masters is super secretive. But you know that they plant everything. They do everything for that second weekend in April. You know, wow. they, they want everything to bloom. You know, the grass is a certain color. The flowers are all a certain color. Everything is just tip top at that time. Now, don't kid yourself. Everything is going to still be perfect that they can control. But it still is going to be November and not april so everything's starting to die instead of starting to grow right and uh for georgia for that time of year i'd say you lived down there i mean not right there but that area
1: yeah i I didn't live too far from there uh lived down in uh, georgia and alabama a few times and early november you're gonna you're gonna get some low 70s you're gonna get some mid 60s But there's also a chance that you're going to get low 50s cloudy and rain and wind so that i guess that kind of brings me to like a tiger aspect where he's getting older uh let's say for example the first uh, two days it's going to be 52 degrees windy and rainy i don't care if you're old or young that's not fun to play in no and th- there's a there's a chance it'll be like that. There's also a chance it'll be 75 degrees and it'll look perfect. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But the the weather down in Georgia, you know, early mid November is not quite as nice as people think. Sometimes uh, it's definitely better than the Midwest for sure. But th- there's a chance there's a chance it'll be in the low 50s, rainy,
0: cloudy, and windy. All right, let's uh let's take your uh, top five picks of, of odds and everything here for the Masters. Okay,
1: well for the Masters I only wrote down some long shots, so to speak. Uh but uh you know if you're talking about the top guys, the DJs, the Rory's, the JTs, take your pick. I mean, the odds are all about the same. I'd probably stay away from Tiger this year just because I don't know, ever since he won the major last year, just doesn't seem like he's quite as into it. Um and again, with this being in the fall, I don't know if his back's going to be able to hold up, right? Uh, if it's cold, uh, for example. But looking at the like the second tier type of bets, Patrick Reed's twenty-eight to one. I think that's a good bet. He's been playing well. He's won there before. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like Patrick Reed, but he really doesn't care. He does his own thing. Bubba Watson, the Ricky Fowler, both thirty-three to one. Bubba's won there uh, twice before. And he's been playing good. He
0: played a lot better in the USF than I thought he would. Yeah, I would say he, he kind of made a run there on Saturday a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I think thirty three to one. I mean, you know, you pick a few guys here and there. Ricky, I think I hope eventually he gets a major. He looked good through the first two days. Uh, thirty three to one. Well, I don't know if this is his year, but decent odds. Matt Wolf forty to one. Uh, he's never played here, as far as I know, at least in a major event. Um, so maybe he needs a year or two to to figure out the course, like a lot of guys do. Uh, Tony Finau, forty to one. I like him a lot. Again, I, I think it comes down to him or Shafiqi who wins it. Um, that's just kind of my prediction. And you start looking down the line: Matthew Fitzpatrick, Cameron Smith, both eighty to one. I think Cameron Smith is a really underrated player on tour. So if you're looking for a little value there, and then Zach Johnson, two hundred to one. And I just bet him about thirty minutes before you and I got on our NFL call. Early. There you go. Two He's bucks. He's been playing well. He's yeah. won there before. 201 one. I, I bet. I bet five bucks on him.
0: So, so be it. <laughs> it's. Uh, and like you said, he, the, the year he won it, the weather was horrible. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah it should be fun. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, there's a lot of golf to be
1: played in between, and. Uh, just real quick, I was reading on some message boards that there were some people thinking that maybe the Masters should do this once every five or ten years, do a fall masters. I don't think they will. Nope. Because I think they're so traditional in their ways. And also because of the weather and how tough that is to play for a golf course. But we'll see all that I mean if it's a great turnout, who knows what?
0: But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Augusta looks like in the fall just in general. Right. I, to play that's, I mean the tournament's great. I love the Masters. I actually like this because my daughter's birthday is right there, always during the Masters, so always have stuff going on, so i got to watch it. Um, and this year, um, I'm sure the times are going to be a little bit different because the NFL is going to be going on. It's on CBS, and, you know, so I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be a day where uh, it's an early tee-off and okay. going to be done probably about 3 o'clock so they can get to an NFL game. The Masters did say that we're going to
1: alter their uh... – Times the weekend to deal with football.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing that'll be a, a one one game CBS at three thirty or whatever. Uh, so I'm guessing the match right. will be over at three o'clock. So they're probably going to tee off at you know ten a.m. So maybe a little bit more like the the British Open where you can wake up and watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should be fun. All right, thanks a lot, Trev. We'll get this up uh, and then we'll uh, talk to you again next week. Sounds good. Have a good night, Morgan. Thank you for listening to Morgan the Asked For Podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan the Asked For Podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas or anything, please contact me at MorganTheAskForPodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at RyanMorgan34.